The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Miracle of Healing, where we come together every week to discuss and discover a roadmap to healing. I'm your host, Lisa Campion, and I hope you can join us since the world needs all the healing it can get. And we are healing the planet one person at a time right here on Mind, Body, Spirit FM. Hey, everybody. I'm Lisa Campion, and this is the Miracle of Healing. I'm so, so, so excited to bring this conversation to you today. It's really, we're going to talk today about protecting your light. And are you doing enough to protect your light? We have a really special guest here. George Lizos is the spiritual, he's a spiritual teacher and intuitive and a creator of this intuition mastery school. He's really going to talk to us today about how do we clear, shield and strengthen our energy, even when we're getting like deluged by attacks. And sometimes the attacks are coming from sources we don't think about, like social media or online. Um, And that's a whole crazy world that we're exposed to that's sort of new and i'm dying to hear what he says about this so welcome george super happy to have this conversation with you today lisa thank you so much for having me i'm so grateful to be here yeah so tell us a little bit about how you got started on this whole being a psychic and training psychics journey gosh it happened very unexpectedly i was not planning this definitely it all started back when i was 15 years old and i was growing up in this small mediterranean island of cyprus all the way in europe and like with like what happens with sm- all small spaces and communities, they tend to be very judgmental. They tend to expect you to be a certain way. So from a very young kid, I was the weird dog kid that loved to talk with the fairies out with in nature with flowers. I stared out at the sky and I wondered and I asked life's big questions like, why am I here? What is the purpose of life? So I was always different. I was standing out from the crowd. And as a result, I was bullied a lot. And I was made to feel like I was too different or I felt like the outcast. Everybody else was interested in completely different things. And there I was being this weirdo wanting to communicate with spirits. And it, from a very young age, this created this sense of I have to change myself to fit into other people's expectations of me. So from a very young age, I became a people pleaser. Fast forward to the age where I turned 13 years old, realizing I'm gay in a society that considers gay people to be pedophiles and criminals. It had just been legalized to be gay in Cyprus back then. And there was no way I could accept yet another label put on me. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to keep this hidden and I'm going to do what I do best. 
I'm gonna people please. I'm gonna learn to change myself from gay to straight one step at a time. And that's when I entered the two most depressing years of my life, whereas for two years, 13 to 15 years old, I forced myself to change. I tried to monitor the way I walked, the way I talked, the way I expressed myself. And two years later, when I couldn't change who I was born to be, I called myself a human abomination and decided to take my own life. And it was in that... Yes, it was in that dark moment that I, I just, I gave up and I surrendered. Keyword surrender. I had written a letter to my parents. I had a bunch of pills. I was ready to put an end to it. And that's when I had the epiphany. And that epiphany was, you know what? Fuck what people think and what society thinks and what the church thinks. And just learn to love and accept yourself exactly as you are. And I didn't know how to love myself because all I experienced was self-loathing and self-judgment. But when you surrender and when you're open to change, the universe shows up for you. And that's when spirituality showed up with Feng Shui and then Reiki and then angels and then spirituality and then meditation. And then step by step by step, I learned how to turn within and find all the love, the acceptance and the wisdom that I needed within me and not in other people. And it was in that time of my life around 15 to 17 years old that I got my first tarot card deck (laughs) and I started experimenting with intuition and getting into uh, learning about psychic abilities and energy protection and coming back to energy protection to finish this story. If I had those tools then that I know now that I write in my book, Protect Your Light, perhaps I wouldn't have needed to go through that dark period of my life because I would know how to protect myself from that external energy. I know. I totally feel you. <clears throat> and I had similar, so many similar experiences, you know, and when I was going through it, it was even weirder. <laughs> like, you know, it was in the, I was born in the sixties. So I was going through it in the seventies and the eighties where this was really like, I was just trying to stay out of the mental hospital. You know what I mean? Mm. Because that's where they put you. If you saw angels and talked to dead people and I totally feel you. And it seems like, you know, you also had, then you also had to come out of the psychic closet, right? And kind of let your psychic self be known. Yes. And throughout the time that I lived here in Cyprus, like throughout my, my, my teens, essentially, I was in the spiritual closet. It was just me in my room going to the single crystal shop in my town and buying crystals and spiritual books and then going back into my room, literally in the closet, <laughs> reading them. It, was, it wasn't <laughs> until I moved to London and for my studies that I got out of the psychic closet and I started giving readings online and I started practicing and going to conferences. Eventually I worked for Hay House, the biggest like spiritual publishing house in London. So it led me into this path, like step by step by step by step of of opening up and uh, and embracing that part of me. Well, it's beautiful. I love it so much. And uh, the same thing happened to me. Somebody gave me a tarot deck when I was 16, the Rider Waite deck. Uh, And it was like a... Yeah. And it, and then uh, and they gave me that in a copy of the autobiography of a yogi by uh, by um uh Yogananda. And those two yes. things I was like, oh, you know, like yes. held on to them they were like my life wraps in my teenage years. So I totally feel you. So you work more specifically with light workers and I I wonder if you can describe that for me. Like what does that mean to you, light workers? Who are the light workers? Yes. Yes. So in my second book Light Workers Got to Work. First of all, light workers the way that I understand the word is defined by Rebecca Campbell in her book Light is a New Black as anyone who chooses to make the world a better place by being in it. Now, in my book Light Workers Got to Work, I coined the term ascension light worker to define these old mature souls that have been incarnating on the planet time and time again 
for the sole purpose of upgrading the Earth's software, of raising the vibration of the planet. And their Ascension Lightworkers' purpose goes beyond their personal well-being and it expands to the well-being of the world. So they're not here just to live a comfortable life and learn certain like personal life lessons. Yes, they do that. But we collectively come here to teach a different way of living on this planet, to balance the masculine and the feminine energy, to create big positive change in the world. Right. To be of service, you know. To be of service. So, yeah, to be of service. That's what I see at old souls. I call them old souls. And, you know, they're, I think we're just describing the same kind of person. And yes. How, how is it that light workers, empaths, sensitives, all these ways we, old souls, all those words, how, how is it that we need more protection? Like, does our light attract the dark? That's what I think. But tell me, what do you think? Yes, Why do we need kind more of. protection than other people? First of all, we're more sensitive. Because we're light workers, empaths, highly sensitive people, we, we sense energy more easily. And therefore, we're more open to reading energy. And our openness attracts or makes us more vulnerable to external negative energy attachments, like I call them, in Protect Your Light. At the same time, our purpose is extra important because we're not here just for us. We're here to literally upgrade the Earth's software. So it becomes especially important for us to know and follow our life purpose. So for us to know and follow our life purpose, we need to be aligned to who we really are. If we have so much energy and stuff just cluttering our energy field from other people, for, like from, from spaces that we move both online and offline, then mm. that energetic clutter, that psychic mucus essentially, is preventing us from being energetically authentic and aligned so that we know our purpose, so that we trust our intuitive abilities, and so that we take action towards fulfilling our life purpose. So that's why it's so important for light workers, empaths, and sensitives to do this work even more passionately than, uh, than, than other people. Yeah, I agree with you completely. It's almost like if you get too, you know, cluttered with all this energy you almost can't function like you can't be out in the world you can't be doing the work that you're meant to do because you're depressed you have anxiety you you you're, you know have fatigue like all these things and then we can't do what we came here to do Yes, in Protect Your Light, I define energy protection as the art of being energetically authentic. It's about ensuring that what's ours is ours, what's theirs is theirs. It's about taking our life back so that the way we feel, we think, and behave is aligned to what our soul feels, thinks, and behaves, and not what other people want us to feel, think, and behave. <laughs> That's so beautiful. I love that. I love that so much. And so, like, I've been learning how to do this on my own for years, but it, it really has been a challenge for me. I know I'm pretty good with the in-person stuff, but I find the online environment to be really challenging. So you talk so much about the online space and the challenges that that brings to, to us as light workers. Let's talk about that. Why, why is it yes. so sticky and what do we do about it? Yes. I'm so passionate about teaching about this subject because while I was researching uh, Protect Your Light, and I was reading all these different books. Well, my, my process when it comes to writing books, I like to read all the books out there that are on the subject to see what they've written so I write something different so that I bring something new to on the table. And I realized yeah. nobody was talking about digital energy protection. And it's become so important to protect ourselves online. Why? Let's talk about it. So if you think about it, 
the digital world is a mirror of the physical world in the same way that the physical world is divided into public, private, and semi-private spaces. We have countries, we have public squares, and then we have our, our, our houses that are more private, and then we have semi-private spaces as well, like members clubs, for example, or restaurants, for example, semi-private mm. spaces. Digital uh, spaces are also the same. Let's take, for example, Instagram. Instagram has a DMs, which is a private digital space. We have the Explore tab, that is a public digital space. We have the, the lives that we do there, that is, or our feed, that is a semi-private because the people that see our content are primarily people that are following us. So in right. each of those different spaces, there are different degrees of vulnerability, different people we can encounter, and different type of energy we can encounter as well. All the different energetic attachments we can meet in the physical world, psychic daggers, collective thought forms, residual spatial energy, toxic cords of attachment, they all exist in the online world as well. Even science is backing this up because there are scientific articles that share how when we share something online, when we share an emotion online, there is this digital emotional contagion that's created so that someone a different side of the world are reading that or watching that and feeling that same kind of emotion. So right. we have psychic energy spewing out of our screens and affecting our physicality. If that's yeah. not real, I don't know what is. It's totally real. It's and it's I think it's such a big deal now because like I remember when I before I wrote my first book, I was so afraid that because I, I put the word psychic in the title of my yes. first book, you know, um, it was really coming out of the closet for me as a psychic. I mean, I'd been out in my local community, but this was taking it to a whole new level. And I, I was so worried I was going to, the haters were going to, you know, hate on me, which of course sometimes they do, but hmm. that, you know, I, I don't know anybody these days that hasn't been subject to bu online bullying, hmm. hating, you know, like we just somehow behave so badly. We say things in the online space we would never say to somebody in person. And I know we all have had to deal with that. A hundred percent. And that's why it's so important to have a toolkit of both tactical and energetic practices that we can use to protect our energy. So that's something that I wanted to do in Protect Your Light is ground the energy work a little bit as well. So rather than just teaching people energetic practices they can use to protect their energy online, I'm also teaching tactical step-by-step -step action steps they can take to secure their social media and their online platform. That's so clever. Can you give us an example? Of course. So if we realize that uh, our digital spaces are like towns, essentially, and they're like cities, we have digital cities. I like to visualize this digital world and we have Instagramville and Facebook line and Twitterverse and all these different digital countries. We also need to understand that we are the mayors of our own cities, of our own digital cities. We have the power. Social media is increasingly giving us more power into controlling our privacy settings, into controlling what we see, the algorithm, etc. So as we understand and educate ourselves as to how social media works and therefore realizing that there is an algorithm that pays attention to whatever we click, whatever we like, whatever we follow, whatever we unfollow, and therefore gives us more of that. When we understand the mechanics behind that, then we stop being victims of, of the social media uh, vicious circle of scrolling, and we start becoming in control of it. So the algorithm is, someone, is something that most people are by now aware of, and they know that the more they interact with some kind of 
energy or, or content, the more they'll get. So when we know that, we can take actions to remedy that in the sense that we can be more mindful, keyword mindful and intentional as to who we follow, what we click, what we engage in, why engage in hatred if we don't want to attract hatred? Why comment negatively on someone's post if we don't want to attract negativity in our lives? And we, we know that the algorithm will bring us more of that content so that we can keep on being negative. Right. At the same that's time... That's like that amplification. Like you send a wave out, you get it back really Exactly. Quickly. It's the law of vibration slash the law mm. of attraction in action here. Okay. Yeah. What you put in, you, you get back. So it's very important to understand that and therefore be able to take actions, actionable steps towards remedying that. Such as, for example, muting people or unfollowing people that we don't want to hear from or even going into our privacy settings and choosing what ads or no ads that we want to see. Mm-hmm. So important. Let's take a real quick break. When we come back, I want to hear about your energetic tools. We'll just take a break for just a second. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we are back with George Lizos and his beautiful book, Protect Your Light, A Practical Guide for Energy Protection, Cleansing, and Cutting Cords. Wow, such an awesome conversation. So George, tell us a little bit about like the energy. So you have some of the tactical thing that's I've never heard anybody talk about it that way and sort of marry the laws of the universe, you know, these universal laws with what we're seeing in the metaverse, right? But um, what can we do? from an energetic, like if we do absorb that negative energy, what do we do about it? Yes. So in Protect Your Light, I I share energetic practices that we can use to protect ourselves online as well. Now, let me share like some teasers here. So firstly, the the three, the the seven step system that I teach in the book about how to protect our, our physical energy, like in the physical world, they also work in the energetic world as well. The primary three steps of energy protection, there are seven steps in the process, but the main three of them are identify, clear and shield. Meaning you psychically scan your aura and your energy field to identify all the stuff that is there. Step number one. Step number two is you cleanse. You use different practices, whether they're meditation-based practices or energetic or like physical practices, such as working with smoke, for example, or water to cleanse yourself and remove these energetic attachments. And then step number three is all about shielding yourself and creating powerful energetic vibrational shields around you that do something. Most people 
talk about shielding with white light, which is, of course, a powerful shield. But there are so many different shields that we need to evolve our spiritual practice because there is more intensity in the kind of energy we attract. So in the book, I teach about amplifying shields, repelling shields and transmuting shields. So these are the main three steps to protecting our, our energy in the physical world. The same kind of practices work when we protect our energy online as well, because we have our physical body and our energetic body. I call in the book the, um, the energetic immune system that's made up of the different layers of our aura. We have the emotional layer. We have the mental layer. We have the astral layer, etc. So if we are on our couch, on our phone, scrolling from digital city to digital city, our physical bodies in the in the room, but our emotional body may be in that digital city, and our mental body may be in a different city, and an astral body somewhere completely different. Wow. So it's so when we use those practices, the shielding practices on shielding our entire energy field then we automatically protect ourselves online as well. However, there are more specific practices we can use to tap into the psychic ethers of the digital landscape and create change there. In the book, I guide people through a digital space clearing ceremony that they can use to, to go inside psychically and start clearing and shielding and removing stuff. And when I do this, I find so much that, it, that there is there. Imagine your house not clean for an entire year. That's how your social media sites look like energetically if you've wow. never cleansed them. That's what I, wow. I look usually when I, when I tap in. <laughs> That's incredible. I want to learn how to do that because, of course, I've got a Facebook groups and, you know, digital spaces like we all do. I have really sort of strict rules about what happens in my space, though, and I'm really upfront about it. And for the most part, the energy have boundaries, you know, and for the most part, it's a beautiful space because people who don't resonate with that, don't come in or, 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 or ask to leave, you know, but I love that idea sort of doing a psychic clearing for, it makes total sense. Yeah. Cause we, we space clear our houses, we space clear our energy, but what about our digital spaces? And yes, right. we can use, for example, we can cleanse our, our devices, but that's not the same. Like right. I love using my, my selenite crystal, for example, to like cleanse the energy of my computer, like once a day. And that's mm. doing something, but that's not the same thing. That's still the physical plane. We need to tap into right. the energetic plane of our digital landscape to be able to clear it from the inside out. Brilliant. Brilliant. So glad you're doing it. And wh- what about, what do we get in there? Like, are, are there like digital entities? Are there cords that come? Like, what happens that, I'm sure like the forces of interference have found a way to manifest in this digital world i wonder have they yes so in protector light i talk about the different types of energetic attachments that's how i call them different people call them different things but the main ones are for example uh, residual spatial energy this is found especially in digital spaces as well so residual spatial energy is emotional energy that we leave in a space after we've had an emotional interaction in that space let's say for example i'm in my room right now and i'm feeling a lot of anger and i'm expressing that anger even if i leave the room that anger still lingers here same thing online when we express our anger in a text in a in a in a a message board under a comment or something that energy is there even if the admin deletes the comment the energy lingers there it's residual it's residual spatial energy 
we have collective thought forms. These are vibrational clouds of limiting beliefs and fears that just linger in the atmosphere of the world, but also online that we can hook into. And so they keep feeding us um, like with more information about that fear, keeping us stuck in a certain limiting belief. Conspiracy theories, kind of like all those negative conspiracy theories. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. There is, those are vibrational clouds of all of that. Exactly. Perfect example. Or toxic cords of attachment that, by the way, don't just exist between people. We have, and by the way, cords of attachment, whoever or whatever we have a relationship with, we have an energetic connection with. And psychically, I see that as an energetic cord or energetic filaments, sometimes energetic branches or barks, depending on how strong that connection is. And if the relationship is negative, then there is negative energy going back and forth online with all our online friends or acquaintances or people that we are in a in a Facebook group with. We're part of group courts. So if yeah. the energy of the group core mess, gets messed up, that affects us as well. So even if we exit the group, we need to cut the cord connecting us to that group as well. Or wow. a post or a picture, digital assets. We have energetic cords with as well. Energetic spaces in the digital uh, in the digital landscape, we have energetic cords as well. There's a lot of cord cutting that needs to be done, essentially, to clear it all. Spirits, wow. even spirits, like earthbound spirits and different types of spirits, can find a way to affect us and manipulate us online as well. So the more we know, the more we can do to protect ourselves. However, it's really important, and I make the point in the book, to not scare people. Because I don't spend a lot of time focusing on the negative, because then you're attracted. I right. give just enough information to inform people of what's out there and yep. then quickly shift it into the solutions. Yeah, I do the same thing. Because if you look too much into the dark, they, it starts looking back. <laughs> Some starts looking back. So, But we have to know enough to be able to diagnose it, yes. you know, to, to do some triage, right? And then we can decide what we want to do with that. Wow. I love that you're doing that. That's just so incredible. And I think it's like, you know, people have like digital relationships now with you know, they're very intense with people they never meet in person, right? And that's like more and more common. 100%. Like I have most of my best friends are online and I've never met in real life. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Because here I am literally on an island, but I'm connected internationally. So we have to manage those relationships energetically because that's the only way we can usually because we cannot have the physical presence with the other person. Wow, that's so beautiful. If there's one one thing that you could show us right now that we could sort of walk away with a tool, what, what would that be? Most powerful tool to protecting your energy offline or online is centering and grounding yourself. And I'll explain why. Centering is all about ensuring that all parts of you are occupying the same space within your physical body. It's ensuring that your thoughts are here, your emotions are here, your spirit is here within your physical body. When you're centered, you send out a vibrational signal to the universe saying that I am in control of my body and nobody's allowed to come in. And therefore, when we are centered, our natural energetic defenses are there protecting us. We don't really need all the fancy tools. We need the fancy tools when we've strayed away and we're uncentered. And therefore, we need to bring ourselves back home. So when we are centered, we're already protected. Grounding is all about leveraging our connection with the OG energy protector, Gaia, Mother Earth, and securing a strong energetic connection with the Earth by visualizing an energetic cord connecting our root chakra to the Earth. 
and therefore leveraging the 4.5 billion years that the earth has been here, ensuring that she thrives no matter the destruction that people and other civilizations bring into the world. If she has survived 4.5 billion years, and we've been here for a few hundred thousand years, hmm. (laughs) my first degree was in geography, and my geography teachers always used to tell me it's not about saving planet Earth. It's about saving the human race. Because the planet will survive, (laughs) even if that means kicking us out. So when we connect to the Earth, we claim that fierceness energetically. And we send out the signal that, you know what, I am grounded and I have Gaia bucking me up. Like, stay away. That's great. (laughs) So beautiful. I love that. So thank you so much for sharing that. Let's help everybody figure out where to find you. Like if they wanted to get your book and find your website, how would they do that? So first of all, if you go to protectyourlightbook.com, when you get the book, you also get the free psychic scanning online workshop with me, which is a 60-minute workshop that I guide you to scan your body to identify all the different energetic attachments so that when you get the book, you get to know how what's there so you can clear it. On Instagram, you can find me at George Lizos. My website is georgelizos.com. And I also have a Facebook community called Your Spiritual Toolkit that I teach daily. Also, you have a podcast too, right? Yes, the Lit Up Lightworker podcast that I bring on spiritual teachers as well, sharing their own tools and practices. Mm -hmm. How beautiful. Well, thank you for sharing all of this with us. Fascinating topic. I'm so glad. I think it's absolutely brilliant and so glad you did it because it's super needed right now. And thanks for sharing it with me and with everyone who's listening. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful. And thanks all of you guys for joining the conversation. It's been incredible. I know you're going to want to subscribe so you don't miss a single word of this amazing podcast and all the other people I have on my show. So please go ahead and do that. And if you want to visit me, you can find me at my website, lisacampion.com. Hope you stop by and give me a, a visit. Leave me a message. Let me know how you're doing and how you like the podcast. So thanks for joining us today on The Miracle of Healing, where we are healing the planet one person at a time right here on Mind, Body, Spirit FM. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.